Willow Creek Springs presents Healthy Living with your host, Joe Grumbine. Well, hello again, and welcome back to the Healthy Living Podcast. And uh, I'm Joe Grumbine. I'll be your host today. And today we're going to talk a little bit about information. We're going to talk about health and information. And it seems that we live in a crazy time. I never could imagine, you know, 30, 40 years ago when I got started down my plant medicine journey, that information would be so available. And I want to kind of walk through the history of information as it relies or as it applies to medicine and health and wellness and you know just taking us all the way back you know we have this time where information is sponsored by one thing or another and might be sponsored by something good might be sponsored by something um that, that doesn't really care about you and yet they're going to say something with the same amount of um The same amount of of expertise, the same amount of enthusiasm, the same amount of all those things that we're looking for to receive information. And so I want to talk a little bit about that. But let's go all the way back. You know, how did we learn about medicine? How did anybody figure out that you can eat this and it'll help you or you'll eat that and it might kill you? Or if you eat this part of that plant, it'll help you. But if you eat that part or if you don't cook it or if you do cook it, all these things that affect plant medicine or any kind of medicine for that matter. And let's go take us all the way back, all the way back, all the way back where, you know, maybe we didn't even communicate with language at the time when somebody figured something out. And, you know, we were, we were in a different state than we understand today. Could you imagine running into um, our former selves 150,000 years ago and, we are so fixated on language in a particular way. I wonder if we would learn how to communicate the way that they might have. Who knows? We'll never know. Um, apparently, or uh, maybe it's apparent, maybe it's not, but somebody at one point put two and two together and determined that when they did this, that happened. And maybe it was willow bark. Maybe it was some kind of a root maybe it was a plant a flower a fruit we don't know we'll never know but at one point some people started figuring out some things about plants and herbs and roots and things like that and my guess is that there were some people like me that were intrigued by what they found maybe it helped them maybe it helped somebody close to them and they tried it again and maybe they kept trying it and figured out after a while that every time I do this, that happens. It's my suspicion that that's what happened. That's what I do today, you know, and and we'll, we'll get into that. And so there was a point at which when somebody had figured out enough things, they figured that it was important to pass that information down to somebody else. So you have this shamanic traditions, these medicine men, witch doctors, whatever you want to call them, healers, 
they were priests, they were holy men, they were elders, they were the wise ones. All of those people throughout history have had information that's been, I don't know, determined to be occult. And if you know the name of that or the meaning of that word, it just means hidden. So they kept that information hidden so that not everybody had it. And I think that's probably one of the first um, uses of power that wasn't just physical force. And so, you know, again, we've lived in this, this dynamic of people exuding power over each other and, and, and getting powerful. And what better way to do it than to know how to solve a problem and not tell anybody else or tell only a few people. So there became groups of wise people, groups of elders, groups of clinicians, physicians, whatever, wizards. And and like I said, we've given them all kinds of names over the years. We've been afraid of them. We've respected them. We've, um, we've needed them. <clears throat> and so... At one point, the written word became a thing. And, you know, whatever, whether it was cuneiform or hieroglyphics or any kind of language um, all across the world from China, Japan, um, Egypt, Sumeria, all of these places in that may or may not have had any contact with each other. There seemed to be some kind of a collective understanding a process where people were learning about medicine and learning about things. So at one point, somebody decided to start scribing it down. And that turned into a thing where only the wealthy people, only the privileged people, and at one point, only the religious people had access. They're the only ones that knew how to read. So once again, you have this power, power struggle. And at the same time, you've got these little groups of people that are still carrying on a tradition that may or may not have had anything to do with power. It was pretty much a necessity. If you had a tribe of people, somebody got sick, especially a, an important person, somebody better know how to help. And, and so, you know, for various reasons, information has been traveling along. But there's so many variables. And when you start to explore plant medicine, you realize that there's no solid answers. There's no um, one way to do anything. There's no one thing that works for everybody. It's like everything else. Uh, some things work here. Some things work there. Some things work for these people. Some things work for those people. Uh, that's why different regions have different medicines. When I got started in my journey, it was in the 80s and there was no internet. There was no computers. There was no, I mean, there were computers, but not like we have today. And if you wanted information, you had to go to school. You had to go and get books. I was a big, avid collector of used books. And I'd go around traveling from wherever I was. I'd go look up a used bookstore nearby and go look for these old herbal books. And I'd find these, these books that were yellowed pages and, and from all over the world. And some were, you know, you learned that some of them were mass produced and some not so much. And uh, looking at garage sale, all kinds of places for these old herbal books and you start reading them and you start realizing oh my goodness these guys don't even agree with each other and depending on where they were from and what their point of view and there was herbal magic books and there was herbal practical books and there was herbal christian books and there was every kind of point of view 
Um, and, the, and, you know, so that's taken us back probably from the 1800s into now about a century worth of information. And there came a point where where medical schools became a thing. So they, they collected enough information at the time that was the leading edge of science. And they put them together into these curriculum and they began teaching doctors and they began training physicians and and all of that. And that's actually a fairly recent development. And what would you suspect happened quickly as something became institutional or it became more of a, of a mainstream technology? Well businesses came along and decided to toss their influence. So once chemical companies got involved in precursors to pharmaceutical companies, most of the remedies out there were plant-based. They were all, well, they were probably all plant-based. And there were compounders, people that had, you know, pharmacists and the doctors, a lot of times they compounded their own medicines. And they collected the local plants and they maybe traded for uh, more rare plants that people knew about. But somebody had to know that they were the right plant. They identified it. There was all kinds of misinformation scattered around snake oil salespeople. You know, somebody discovered some treatment. I mean, look at the, the prevalence of mercury and lead and you know, a lot of these heavy metals that were involved in treatments. And then when they discovered radium and, and the miracle of, of uh, radiation and all of the horrible things. And now today we've got chemotherapy and uh, radiation treatment and all kinds of things that just do so much damage. And yet they're touted as, you know, the cutting edge science of medicine. Well, <clears throat> once again, once we got into the pharma companies that came from chemical companies, uh, they decided to get their paws into the medical industry, which has now become an industry, and they started cranking out curriculum. And if you look at the difference between the doctors of old and the doctors of today and how they act and what they do, you know, we have tests for everything now. And, you know, we've we've done episodes with people that have gone through nightmares of the mod modern medical system and and the demands and requirements and tests and all that and not even getting into the cost of it all not even getting into invasive procedures like surgeries but just think about what how how things are today as to how they were then well everything is driven by supply and demand and and you know you think about um you know, somebody in the late 1800s needing some medical care and you needed to find somebody who knew what it was, how to get it and and where it was. Today, you can't watch a show on TV without being bombarded at certain times of the day with commercials that are telling you to go ask your doctor about this medicine that might kill you, that might have this just amazing amount of side effects that 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 can do everything from make your dick go limp to to grow a lump on your neck or anything else who knows what what these medicines may or may not do and they all say it right there for you but ask your doctor just in case and you know what happens people are swayed by this 
People ask their doctors to get on medication, especially when you get things like weight loss and diabetes and, and asthma and all these things that so many people are suffering from. And who knows, maybe somebody will discover some kind of a miracle one day or another. You know, look at what Viagra came out of one medication and turned into a game changer for the world. And good or bad, I don't know. I don't have an opinion. I've never tried it. But the point is, I know that it's changed a lot of people's lives for positive and a few people's lives for the negative. And even when we get to the idea of getting a, uh, an opinion about this to say, well, pharmaceuticals are all bad because they might kill you. Well, I don't believe that at all. I think that there's an answer for everybody for everything. But what I do think is that now, today, let's fast forward to information today. We're bombarded with information. We get information streaming at us in our sleep. There's no, it's 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 incredible the amount of persuasion that is going on. And then, of course, we react to that. We don't want to hear this or we'll only listen to that. And then there's this divisiveness that's coming out. And you've got different camps that have their different science and different theories and different uh, different assumptions, different stipulations. And I just want to let you guys all know that the whole underneath it all, the, the, the reason for this podcast, the reason I'm sitting here talking to you, I'm not making any money off of this. I just want to come together and have a reasonable conversation. Let's share our real experiences. Cause you know what? The technology that we're working with right now can do this thing that we're doing. And as we just uh, hit a thousand downloads on this podcast, I suspect we're going to go from a thousand to 10,000 relatively quickly because more and more people are listening. More and more people are realizing, hey, wait, there's some good content going on here. And it doesn't have to be from one point of view. There's no uh, you know, Willow Creek Springs sponsors it, but you're not hearing about Willow Creek Springs all day long, although it's a great company, makes great products. That's that's not the point of this. The point is that there's a lot of people doing a lot of good work, and I want to hear your experiences. I, I, I love to share my experiences with you so that you can add it to your experiences, and maybe something that worked for me might work for you. Maybe something that worked for you might work for me. And that's that's what this is all about. So I just really want to be thoughtful and mindful about if you're looking at a source of information, are you judging it? Because we make judgments based on information that's fed to us. And a lot of times we accept it. We accept it because of how it's delivered to us. We accept it for who it's delivered by. We accept it because of a claim of a study. And we'll we'll talk more and more about studies and and the incredible manipulation of numbers and data that happens. And I just want to emphasize that sharing our experiences and listening to real people talk about real things can be a powerful way to drive the truth home. And then there are truths, and they don't apply to everybody the same, but they do apply. And so for that, I'm going to leave you with, you know, be very judgmental people don't be judgy well i tell you what maybe you should be a little more judgy especially about the information and just because somebody's a doctor doesn't mean they're right and just because somebody didn't go to college doesn't mean they're wrong and take some time and expose 
the content that you're considering as truth to a number of scientific measures that you weigh them against. And maybe we'll start sharing some real truths in a better way. And that's what this podcast is about. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, um, just get in touch with me. I'm really easy to reach. And most importantly, take a minute, listen to some of these episodes. You know, we've got, I don't know, 65 episodes out now, 30 or so guests and more and more every day. And, you know, if you listen to one episode, it didn't really strike you as interesting or or meaningful or or worthy. Uh, yeah, try another one. I, I definitely I can tell you there's a wide spectrum of guests on this platform and a wide spectrum of content. So I'm grateful for everybody that's participated. Thank you for helping us reach a milestone today. And let's get out there and teach each other how to be healthy. Have a wonderful day. This has been the Healthy Living Cod Podcast. Podcast. I don't know. We might want to try a podcast here. Um, all right, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks.